This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A multimedia exhibition showcasing the dreams, talents and often the loneliness of people with intellectual disabilities is opening tomorrow at Waikato Museum Te Whare Taonga or Waikato here in Hamilton. Developed and toured by IHC New Zealand, Take a Moment With Us enables audiences to hear the voices and see the images of people with disabilities just as they are, living in their communities, getting on with life, working hard to be included and to feel connected to what's going on. Director of Museum and Arts at Waikato Museum, Liz Cotton, says it's a unique and insightful exhibition that aims to strengthen connections. She says it encourages New Zealanders to consider what being part of a community means. Very timely, I would have thought. Through video and photographs, Take a Moment With Us features 27 people with intellectual disabilities Images by Christchurch documentary photographer Bridget Anderson and video shot and edited by Sam Morrison, Tanya McKenzie, Bellum and Jasper O'Donnell are combined to give visitors a glimpse of what life is like for these people living their day-to-day lives. And photographer Bridget Anderson luckily is with me now. Morena, Bridget, thanks so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Morena, Mike, thanks for having me. This sounds like a really captivating and very as I said, timely exhibition for us to have, you know, when we seem a bit more out of touch with people, having gone through a couple of years of separation, anxiety and stuff like that, it's nice to think that there's something like this to help us get a sense that we we are all connected and that we are um, all battling our own way through life at the moment. Tell me about your role in this and when you got involved. Um, Yes, I got involved in 2010 um, just before the Christchurch earthquakes, which is where I'm I'm based, um, and I see invited a um, people from the community with intellectual disabilities, wide ranging, young to old, in all sorts of living situations, to have their photograph taken and to tell their story. And that the core of the exhibition is the question: What does community mean to you? And that's that's. Um, was our approach. I took photographs, still photographs, and I worked with videographer um, Sam Morrison, and we conducted a number of interviews. Um, and really, I, I also asked myself, what does community mean to me? Because the, the answers reflected back to me were very much... Uh, got me thinking about those things and you know for me it, it I would say it's you know the people I say hello to on my morning exercise around my local park um, and for many of the people we spoke to it was a similar sort of thing it's simply having someone say hello to you to listen to you be willing to have a conversation with you sometimes it doesn't take much at all does it to get a sense that actually somebody does care a little bit even if it's just enough to say hello that's correct, and it's it was a new initiative on the part of IHC to have an exhibition that could tour the country, go into mainstream spaces, and when it opened in Christchurch, two of the Christchurch participants, a lovely young couple with a wonderful love story that you can find out about in the exhibition, um, became self-appointed ambassadors for it, which I found out from staff later in the museum that they turned up most days, and had these wonderful conversations with people and really that is what it's all about is just actually being unafraid to have those conversations 
um, particularly around intellectual disabilities, sometimes um, we can that people with intellectual disabilities can feel very invisible or that people are not willing to talk to them or make an effort to have a conversation. The people that you had uh, the chance to meet and photograph, were they volunteers for this or were you given a list of people that you had to contact? Or how, did, um, how, did, how was that handled? They, uh, I actually approached a number of people um, within their communities and invited them and I was given a list then of people who'd said, yep, we would love to be involved. So they were... Um, picked by IHC or invited by IHC to participate. What they wanted to get was a wide range of um, that reflected the diversity of our communities. So young, old, um, there, there are people in there who've had different living experiences. Some are in a supported living situation, living independently. Um, and also we're with the different ages you've got very different experiences some people uh, spend a lot of their life in an institution and they talk about the effect that that had on them some people are um yeah just wanting to be together as a family just to be able to do all the things that that we take for granted um to want to be a parent and be supported and being able to do that and live as independently as possible and not to be seen as different or not being able to be together in that kind of situation. It must have been quite a privilege to share those people's lives, even just for the time that you had with them, to take the images and to get the video and yes. to hear those stories. What, how, how long did the whole project take from your end? Um, well, it was very, very well organised. Uh, it took it took um, several weeks. We spent I spent time with the participants in the North Island and in the South Island. Um, so it's evolved and it's changed and stories have been updated. Um, one of the things that happened because the exhibition was partway through in Christchurch when the earthquake happened, the major earthquake happened, it got stuck in Canterbury Museum. And um, we lost, or I actually lost touch with a number of people who were in the initial exhibition. And so we um, have updated it with and wanting to keep it fresh and keeping stories fresh and also to keep reflecting, as you were saying at the beginning, you know, how people are feeling coming out of isolation from, you know, we've all been affected by what's happened with COVID um, and to keep those stories fresh and updated. Um, so we've been able to find some of the people, but some of the people who are in that exhibition um will be out there somewhere but um i actually have lost touch with them right but it's an evolving thing that's interesting yeah. in, in itself uh it kind of keeps you keeps you going is there an end to that or is it going to be something that will continue to be evolving i think the plan is to continue to keep it in, evolving and to try to um in every community that the exhibition goes into to try and find people within that community who might like to become involved in being part of the exhibition so that brings local people in and starts local conversations. Sure. You're described in the notes here as uh, a documentary photographer. What does that mean? Uh, it means that I, I um, like to work over a period of time. I like to get to know people and to be able to observe 
them and capture the quieter moments, the more ordinary everyday moments that we all experience in life and hopefully capture them in, in a way that's arresting a and captivating and going to draw people in and want to um, know more and also to feel that it reflects something of them as well. So it's more than just sitting them down for a quick portrait. Yes, yes. I get a sense from that then that you um, are more likely to get those slightly, uh, what should I say, unguarded moments, the the ones that yes. give a little bit more of the human being behind the the face, if you like, and, you know, the, the the experience that they've had comes through a little bit more? That's right. That's the, the, the happy or the sad moments, as you mentioned. You know, some of my favourite images of the, in the exhibition are the quieter moments. There's a, um, a you know, young boy that I photographed at school um, and he he was autistic and um, quite non-verbal, really, in terms of how he communicated. But he it took him... It took him and myself quite a long time to get to know each other and I needed to give him space and allow him to observe me um, and I happened to be out in the playground outside his classroom and he was watching me through the window and I could see that he was he was just um, trying to work me out and there's a beautiful moment where he was just I managed to capture him looking at me and you can you could you get a real sense of him and his thinking and giving him a bit of power really yeah i'm I'm thinking that must have been it must be really special when you capture those moments and when you recognize what those moments are and i wonder how this might have affected or changed the way you approach your work from that point on you know do you think you've changed as a photographer with having done this uh yes Yes, I think um, I've been a photographer for a long time and it's um, over 40 years now. And so I, uh, it's an approach I've, I've developed over that period of time. So I think I brought some of that to the exhibition. And yes, certainly every um, exhibition or, or body of work that I produce um, builds on that, yes. And it's the way I like to work. I think we live in a very fast-paced, hyped-up, often um, hyper-real sort of style of living now. Everything moves very quickly. So, um, you know, the idea here is to just slow things down a bit, look at those quieter moments and remind us of those more, um, I guess. You're quite the opposite of of, uh, somebody lifting up their phone to get an image quickly and then moving on or posting it on social media and moving on. Uh, You've taken time with all of this, which I think is really cool. Um, Typically, how many images would you have taken of each individual, roughly, you know, just ballpark? Ooh, over a period of time, that's probably changed, depending on... <laughs> um, yeah, probably in the region of um, not as many as you might think, maybe maybe somewhere between... T- t- maybe around 20. Um, I, I tend to take a lot of images where I don't press the shutter, if you know what I mean. I'm, I'm looking and thinking and I'm waiting for those moments. And with experience, um, you, you know, these days with a digital camera, you can so quickly and easily shoot a hundred images. Yeah. But then you've got to deal with a hundred <laughs> images. That's right. So actually, I prefer to. I, you know, I was trained um, by New Zealand documentary photographer Glenn Bush, and um, he he really taught me to look and to think and to and and also I grew up with film, so it was expensive. So mm. you didn't click the shutter, you know 
50 million times. That's right. Um, you, you did a lot of that non, non-shutter viewing before yeah, yeah, framing your shot. Exactly, exactly. Tell me also how yeah. this works with the uh, video footage that Sam Morrison took and, and Tanya McKenzie-Bellum as well. Uh, how how yeah. much in sympathy did you have to be with the way that you were framing things or, or did you find your own approaches? Um, we worked together, so one bounced off the other um, in terms of approach. Uh, Sam and I worked together initially, um, the two of us, and we I actually took my still photographs at the same time, not during his video session when he was videoing, but we were together and I spent time with the participants when he was also spending time with them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, that helped because the video definitely expands what's in the exhibition. I think it's a really important part of it. There's fantastic conversations and I guess, you know, that's the whole point is to encourage people to have conversations and be unafraid to ask questions. And if you, if you're looking for answers, um, if you're, if, we're all I think we're all a bit shy about talking to people we don't know and so you can sit there and a lot of the questions will be answered that you may have about people in the exhibition. It's quite natural for us I guess though to think well I don't want to be the one who steps up to ask questions because I don't want to intrude in someone's life but when it's done this way with an exhibition and people are talking about things voluntarily it kind of breaks down that barrier doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It gives you a way in and, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely it does. It sounds immensely rewarding. And you're coming up to Hamilton for the opening of this exhibition. Yes, yes, I am. I'm about to get on a plane in, in an hour's time and um, fly up, which I'm looking forward to. I think the sun's out up there, is it? Oh, it's a beautiful day. Oh, good. <laughs> what, what, what's going to be your role once you get here? Um, I will be uh, speaking at the opening um, along with uh, a couple of the participants, um, the new new additions to the exhibition, which I'm really excited about hearing and seeing. And um, yeah, we've got a great evening in front of us to launch to launch it. And that's happening tonight, isn't it? Yes. That is happening tonight and then, um, yeah, opens in tomorrow. Yep, and runs through to the 16th of October. The best part about all of this, Bridget, is that it's totally free entry um, to the exhibition. It's something I think everybody living in this region should get to go and see during the yes. couple of months that it's open. Um, it, I'm guessing from what you've been saying that this is the kind of thing that, that really makes doing your job really worthwhile. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's what I love. Yes. Excellent. Yes, it does. Well, have a safe trip up, and I uh, hope the opening tonight goes extremely well. I'm sure it will, and I uh, hope that uh, people living in our region flock to see what the exhibition is all about. Uh, and thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, it's been really illuminating talking to you and finding out a bit behind what goes to make something like this work. And I'm sure that um, your images are going to be spellbinding. Oh, thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> um, and I um, look forward to everybody coming along. Thank you again for your time, Bridget. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That is uh, Christchurch documentary photographer Bridget Anderson, who is one of the key people involved in the images you will see in Take a Moment with Us, which is uh, going to be officially open tonight and running, as I said, from this weekend through to the 16th of October at Waikato Museum Te Whare Taonga or Waikato.
on Grantham Street in Hamilton and uh, entry is free. You've got no excuse for not going along and seeing what it's all about. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.